Welcome to the Mission Driven Mom podcast. This podcast is for moms just like you who want to learn how to glorify God through finding and embracing true principles, discovering and developing your greatest gifts, and using them to serve your family and community. The following was recorded as a Facebook Live in the Mission Driven Mom Mastermind Facebook group last spring. I'm Audrey Rinlisbacher, the author of The Mission Driven Life and founder of The Mission Driven Mom. And what you're going to be listening to is me talking to other moms about happiness and gratitude and what they shared about what they're grateful for. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and make sure to check out our brand new website at themissiondrivenmom.com. We're super excited to now be offering all kinds of merchandise for moms and teens, t-shirts, sweatshirts, aprons, caps, beanies, and other fun stuff. Check it all out at themissiondrivenmom.com. 15% off starting on Black Friday. I'm Audrey Rindlisbacher. So excited for you to join me this morning. We're going to spend the next few minutes talking about something that is really empowering and also might be a little difficult to hear, but that's okay because Alexander Shultzenitsyn said that the truth is rarely sweet. It is almost invariably bitter. So when we know the truth, it can make us free, but we have to know that truth first and hear that truth. All right. So we're going to talk about the truth this morning because that's what we do here. <laughs> and, um, something that is very inspiring and very true. And I hope isn't hard to hear. I hope it's invigorating. I hope it's inspiring. I hope it excites you like it does me. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time in this Being Happy book by Andrew Matthews and The Hiding Place, our all-time favorite, and talk about what these authors have to say that can help us. Okay. If we're unhappy... It's because life is not as we want it. Life is not matching our expectations of how it ought to be. And so we're unhappy. It's kind of a lot of the time, almost that simple. Unless we're in some kind of massive crisis that we're struggling with on a day-to-day basis, it's pretty much life isn't meeting our expectations. We say, I'll be happy when. I used to always say, we'll be wealthy when, and (laughs) guess what? I just kept putting it off. Well, life is not perfect. Life is about being exhilarated, frustrated, sometimes achieving, and sometimes missing out. So long as we say, I'll be happy when we're deluding ourselves. And here's the point. Happiness is a decision. That's the truth that's going to make us free, but it's also the truth that lays a lot of responsibility on us. Many people live life as if someday they'll arrive at happiness like one arrives at a bus stop. They figure that that someday everything will fall into place. They'll take a deep breath and say, here I am at last, happy. Hence their life story is one of, I'll be happy when. Each of us has a decision to make. Are we prepared to daily remind ourselves that we have only limited time to make the most of what we've got, or will we while away the present, hoping for a better future? 
Now, I haven't run around my whole life being happy every day, for sure. <laughs> and I don't always decide to be happy that day. But I will say, he goes on here to talk about some of the regrets of an 85-year-old, of what he said, you know, I wish I would have done this, I wish I would have done this. And mostly it's about just relaxing more, enjoying things more, rolling with the punches, and not expecting life to be so perfect. He um, said, I would relax more, I'd limber it up, and I'd not take things so seriously. But one of the things that I was thinking of in relationship to this that has been actually uh, a blessing in my life is the fact that by the time I was, well, I guess I was eight, 19. By the time I was 19, I'd had three people very close to me pass away. All three of them suddenly, like they were there one day, perfectly healthy. Everything was normal. And the next day they were gone. I learned something by the time I was 20 years old about how fragile life is. And there are a lot of important lessons that I learned from that. And one of them is to value people, to not go to bed angry, to let people know how much they mean to you right now, because they might not be there tomorrow. But also just about the fact that I might not be here tomorrow. And so I have to be careful what today looks like, that it's a day I'd want to end on. You know what I mean? So that's something to kind of log away in the back of your mind and maybe try to be more conscious of, you know, there's a speech by C.S. Lewis. I think it's called Learning in Wartime, if I'm remembering it correctly. And he has this whole, uh, he's talking all about how how can, he's talking to college students and he's like, how can we justify going to the university when people are out there dying in war? And he said, you know, war hasn't done anything to change anything for us, except for that it's brought death more to our consciousness. It's made us remember every day how fragile life is and how important it is to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to us today. That's a great speech worth reading, but it just reminded me of, of that too, that you never know, you know, and so you've got today, that's what you've got. And you may as well be happy. You may as well look at the good things. You may as well be full of gratitude. He goes on here. Most people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. That's Abraham Lincoln. It is not what happens to us in life that determines our happiness so much as the way we react to what happens. And that's what we've been talking about for the last three weeks, right? That we clothe experiences with our words and with our thoughts that we determine what meaning to attach to experiences that we have. And we can change what those meanings are. We can change the way that we think by first starting to change the way we talk, the words we use, that's something controllable. So anyway, we've been talking about all these tools ultimately for, for being happier. So then he goes on, this is the author speaking. I remember when at age 25, I woke up one day and decided that I had had enough of being miserable. I thought to myself, if you're gonna be really a really happy person someday, why don't you just start now? That day I decided to be a whole lot happier than I had ever been before. I was stunned, it actually worked. 
Isn't that cool? He goes on to say, I then began to ask other happy people how they came to be so happy. Invariably, their answer reflected my experience exactly. They would say, I had had enough misery, heartache, loneliness. I decided to change things. And so this is something that we get to decide. It's something that we get to control. He goes on to say, and this goes back to kind of what I started with at the beginning. The world is not perfect. The degree of our unhappiness is the distance between the way things are and the way we think they ought to be. Really? Like, if you compare where you are and what you have and the opportunities that are presented to you today with people on the other side of the world, you have no reason not to be totally grateful, completely grateful and excited for your day. Because other people are waking up not knowing where their next meal is going to come from. The distance between our expectation of what life ought to be and of what we ought to be and all of that, the distance between that and how unhappy we are and our level of happiness is, is the degree to which we're unhappy. If we cease to demand that things be perfect, the business of being happy becomes easier. We then choose to have preferences for the way things might be and decide that if our preferences are not met, we'll be happy anyway. As the Indian guru once told a pupil who was in desperate search of contentment, I will give you the secret. If you want to be happy, be happy. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Karen said here in the comments, when I was a teen, I found a quote that I loved. Happiness is an inside job. I love that, Karen. I worked it into a piece of art and accidentally wrote happy, wrote happiness is an inside joke. <laughs> I reflected on it often, thinking that happiness seems like something that others have figured out and they are the exclusive holders of it. But the truth is we all have access to happiness if we'll only take the time to do what it takes to make it happen. Thank you, Karen. Absolutely 100% true. I'll finish up this little reminder about happiness with a story from The Hiding Place. Uh, if you've read it recently, you might remember it. I thought of it yesterday when I, I thought I was talking to my son who was being crabby and, and it came to, you know, this came to my mind. And this week, we're gonna spend some time talking about <clears throat> ways that we can choose to be happy. So each day of this week will be about something that we can do to help us choose to be happy. But we wanna start out by remembering that our happiness is in our own hands. If you remember in the hiding place, father and mother Ten Boom were incredible people who allowed two of mother's sisters to live in the house for years, long, long periods of time, and took care of them. They helped around the house and they helped with the children, but um, they, they helped take care of these women. And she had one particular aunt who had never married who had been a nanny for a long time and who complained a lot. She just seemed to be unhappy a lot of the time. So Corey's talking about her mother and the ongoing service that her mother was always giving. She said she, if she wasn't supplying the neighborhood with caps and baby dresses from her flying needles, she was composing cheering messages for shut-ins all over Harlem. The fact that she herself had been shut in much of her life never seemed to occur to her because she had kind of, she was kind of a somewhat invalid and she just sat there serving people all day long, even though she was stuck inside. 
spending her days thinking about others. And so she was concerned about this aunt. She was saying that this aunt was more often and off, more and more often in bed and seemed to really be struggling. She hoped that all the things that she was doing for her aunt would make her happy, but they didn't seem to make her happy. They didn't seem to help anything. So she went to her mom and she said, she says, mama, I said, as I set a tray on the bed and sat down beside it, can't we do something for Tante Bep? So Tante is the word for aunt, Bep. I mean, isn't it sad that she has to spend her last days here when she hates it instead of where she was so happy? The Wallers are someplace. So the Wallers was a family where she nannied and she was always complaining about where she currently was and talking about how much better it had been with them. Mama laid down her pen and looked at me. Corey, she said at last, Bev has been just as happy here with us, no more and no less than she was anywhere else. I just stared at her, not understanding, Corey says. Do you know when she started praising the Wallers so highly, Mama went on, the day she left them. As long as she was there, she had nothing but complaints. The Wallers couldn't compare with the Van Hooks where she'd been before. But at the Van Hooks, she'd, been actually, she'd actually been miserable. And here's the lesson from Cor Ten Boom. Happiness isn't something that depends on our surroundings, Corey. It's something we make inside ourselves. And I love that Karen said what she said, because happiness is an inside job. And that's exactly what Cora Ten Boom said. It's something that we make inside ourselves. I don't want you to do anything except think about today. Think about the question. If you're struggling to be happy, and that doesn't mean you have to feel happy every single moment of every single day. It just means that you're contented, you're at peace with yourself in the world, and you feel satisfied and like everything's going to be okay, right? That's contentment and happiness. And so you can just decide to just be happy today. That's it. And you can start feeding and nurturing your happiness by focusing on what you have. Because the quickest way to unhappiness is to spend your time thinking about what you don't have, about what you want, about all the things in your life that aren't perfect, like Andrew Matthews talked about. All the ways that life isn't measuring up to the expectations, the usually unrealistic expectations that we place on it and on ourselves. So we're going to start being happier today by thinking about the things that we have, all the reasons that we have to be full of gratitude and thinking about all the reasons we have to be happy. And if you need to start out today with the question, how can I be happy today? That's a great empowering question to start the day with. How can I be happy today? And ponder it and just try to do it just today and then come back tomorrow and tell us how it went. Were you a little bit happier today than you were yesterday because you decided to be and you decided to think about the reasons to be happy, the reasons that your life is great? Okay, so we're going to do that by first writing down what we're grateful for and then turning that gratitude and turning these truths into truth statements that will carry us through the day. So let's first take care of our gratitude. You know, something I've been noticing lately is that lots of times <laughs> my gratitudes are also true statements. And so 
that empowers me even more. And I can read back on those and be recentered with my gratitude as well. All right, so who has some gratitude they want to share today? I've been thinking a lot lately about this. I mean, I, the things that we discuss about being a creator instead of a victim in the in academy are, have just been life-changing for me, and that's why they're in the program. And I'm getting better at it, right? Like I'm getting better at not being a rescuer. And it's funny too, because one of the things that I also learned in the last few years is that when I think I'm rescuing, other people think I'm persecuting. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? So I think I'm doing something really great and they're being a victim to my quote rescuing because I'm, they see it as persecuting. <laughs> so, so I'm grateful this morning that I don't have to rescue and that the Lord's got everything in his hands and that I can just let other people live their lives because um, I've been thinking so much about that and it doesn't, it's not doing me or anybody else any favors when I'm trying to rescue them. So Sandy says she's grateful today for truth. That's awesome, Sandy. Thanks for that. Uh, who else has some gratitude they want to share with us? I know that there are real hard things that we go through and real sincere obstacles to feeling happy all the time. But I think if we are focusing on what we have and full of gratitude, we will feel a greater sense of contentment and peace which is really a big part of what happiness is. Choosing to be optimistic is it makes a huge difference. Karen's grateful for spring. Christy's grateful for her family. Audrey's grateful for baby cuddles because I know how soon it passes. Yes, so true. Mine are past. I'm still waiting for those grandkids to come. Callie, I'm grateful for a slower paced life and good food. Angela, grateful for a loving husband. Those are beautiful. Christy, the slower pace has been nice, planning to continue it as much as I can. Crystal says she's grateful for Mondays in the trance to try again for the week. Yes, they're like a fresh start. I love that about Mondays and about new weeks. Sandy says, I'm grateful that during the lockdown, I've been reminded of how much I love serving my family and how important my service is to having a good feeling in my home. Great thoughts, great insights, truths that empower us, gratitude that brings us happiness and fulfillment. Remember today that you can choose to be happy. And if you're not sure how, ask yourself. Your brilliant mind will come up with answers. God will whisper to you ways that you can choose to be happy today because he wants you to be. And I'm so grateful that you joined me this morning. I have, hope you have a most beautiful day. You are wonderful women who I'm so grateful to know. Have a wonderful day.